how do we experience the Holy Spirit and more of the Holy Spirit? Um, that's been one of my uh, deepest desires and longings is to experience more of the Holy Spirit. Um, the more that I look into the reasons and I, the reasons why we need the Holy Spirit, the more I realize that it's, um, it's absolutely one of the number one things that, um, it should be a priority in our lives to experience the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit makes everything absolutely real. Uh, everything in the scriptures, uh, it makes it tangible. Um, and, you know, I've believed a lot of different things about uh, how to receive the Holy Spirit. I've read a lot about uh, different ways uh, to experience more of his presence. And there's a lot of good material out there. One thing that I have, that I have, uh, I believe the Lord has kind of um, opened me up to is the fact that the Spirit of God is the promise of God. And, you know, even Jesus, when you look in the Gospels, he referred to the Holy Spirit as the promise of the Father. Um, like with the capital P. He is the promise of all promises. Um, you know, he's he has given us, if you think about even Jesus and the way that he spoke, uh, right before he left, everything culminated, everything um, everything that he did was for the very fact that he wanted the Holy Spirit to come. Both the Father and the Son wanted the Holy Spirit to, you know, come and reside inside of believers, reside of inside and cohabit with humanity on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> it is the longing of God's heart to live with humanity, to walk amongst us, to be in union and in oneness. And the Holy Spirit makes that a reality. It's literally what um, empowers us. Whoa, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> So, um, I just want to share some of the things, these truths that empower me and kind of open me up to receive the Holy Spirit. And I, I allow God to minister to me because this is the thing. Everything, he's the author and the perfecter of our faith. He's the author. He authors everything in our lives. There's... You know, in John, I think it's 14, he says, we, without him, we can do nothing, absolutely nothing. We can't even believe. You know, in Ephesians 2, it says that we are saved by grace through faith. And that not of ourselves. Even that is not of ourselves. Even the faith to believe comes from God. It comes from the Holy Spirit. It comes from his enablement and his grace. 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I kind of want to share with you something that has become very precious to me. Something, uh, a, a way of thinking. There's a way of thinking that I think the Lord has kind of developed in me. Um, just because there's times when I've been, you know, I've sought God and I've tried different ways. I've tried to, you know, um, twist the Lord's arm into his presence, <laughs> threaten him uh, through obedience, through um, repentance, many different ways of trying to get nearer and closer to the Holy Spirit. I remember there were seasons where I was seeking um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then the baptism of fire. Uh, <laughs> and I thought uh, that the, there was a different, there was, you know, different levels. And I believe that there probably is baptism of fire, baptism of Holy Spirit. And Luke, he talks about you come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and and fire as if it's not even the same thing um and you know there's something that i aggressively was seeking but and you know all of that to come to a point in realizing that um you know it's not about even my seeking it's about something that he's been inviting me to because he authored it if you have a desire for more of the holy ghost it's him. It's him inviting you. And we interpret it as a separate desire. We think we're on our own. We have these uh, ideas of, oh, you know, I wish I could experience more of the Holy Spirit. I desire his presence. Um, oh, I wish I could be filled like so-and-so, uh, these great ministers and have experiences. It's actually him. It's actually him. It's actually He's the author. He's the author of that desire. Um, and if we, if we respond to those desires, those ideas, those thoughts that come in our head, which is really just him inviting you, if you respond and you seek him, you spend time, you figure out what it is, how do we posture ourselves to receive more of the Holy Ghost? Do we need to go to a meeting? Can, we, can you receive it through the laying on of hands? Through we can we receive it through worship, through fasting, through seeking, through doing nothing, through resting, through soaking, through um, not striving but resting, or through pressing in, uh, hungering, uh, and and in, in many ways there is times where you wrestle with all these different methods to encounter the Holy Spirit. Um, one of the things that I think has super impacted me is the revelation that the Holy Spirit is a promise. Um, I didn't make that promise. He made that promise. So if he makes the promise, it, uh, he took it upon himself to fulfill that promise. Now, are there conditions to, those, to that promise? Uh, there is, and even those have been provided for us. Uh, because, you know, you've heard uh, teachings where, you know, you got to repent, get yourself cleaned up so that the Holy Spirit can fall. Now, if we were able to clean ourselves up, 
before the Holy Spirit, then we don't need the Holy Spirit. If we can clean ourselves up without the Holy Spirit, that's kind of, that's a head scratcher. You know, that's some of the things that God revealed to me. He's like, if you can clean yourself up, then what's the point of the Holy Ghost? What's the point of the Holy Spirit after you've cleaned yourself up, repented? How did you even do that on your own? That's a gift. It's a miracle. We need the Holy Spirit to, um, in, in, in the word that is so used so much, that word repent. Um, and when I say repent, it's just a different way of thinking. Repent to see the kingdom. Repent and turning from sin, of course. But it's not just repenting from sin, but it's repenting unto the mind of God, the mind of Christ, a new way of thinking uh, to the point where we're not even thinking of sin anymore. We're just, it's a, it's a distant, it's just not a reality anymore. We're not conscious of it. Now, we're not ignorant of it, but we're just not, um, you know, reacting from sin. We're not, you know, we're not, it's not our starting point. You know, we, it's a complete mind renewal that the Holy Spirit brings. So, <laughs> after spending many years trying to clean myself up, um, and falling short, um, I've come to depend on the Holy Spirit for change and transformation, which we need the Holy Spirit first. Then comes the transformation. So the Holy Spirit is what we need to be able to be able to uh, hear the Word of God, uh, believe the Word of God. And be transformed by the Word of God. It's a work of the Holy Ghost. Um, so, one of the things that uh, I believe God has uh, given me a posture of uh, these two, a couple of ideas. Number one, God is absolutely more than willing to pour His Spirit out on you. To share the Holy Spirit. To give the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit will come through... Uh, revelation. I believe, I've come to believe that you can experience the Holy Spirit through revelation. That's what I'm trying to say. If you have these certain truths, if you establish these truths, feed yourself with these truths, you can posture yourself to receive the Holy Spirit. There's one verse that um, has stood out to me. It's in Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Um, when Peter went to the house of Cornelius, Gentiles, he being a Jew, he had to be convinced to go um, and minister to these the, this, this house, this household. But it says that as he was preaching, uh, I'll just read it, Acts chapter 10, verse 44. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so did you know that you can receive the Holy Spirit just by hearing the word of God hearing the truth hearing the truth look at in Galatians chapter 3 verse 5 therefore this is Paul talking to the Galatians 
because they were they fell into striving and good works but he says therefore he who supplies the spirit to you the supply of the spirit and works miracles among you does he do it does he do it does God do these things by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith ugh ugh you see that there's two there's two opposites there one is the works of the law works of the law trying to be obedient uh, um, the other one is hearing of faith there's something incredible about hearing hearing the word of God the hearing of faith but God supplies God intended that we would be able to receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit just by hearing, by believing and hearing the truth. The promise of the Father. Now, if you hear, listen to just that word promise. Promise means something was spoken. Something was said. And if you hear the intent behind that promise, the desire behind that promise, God, when he makes a promise, he longs to make that promise a reality. He uh, He speaks, he speaks every promise with an intense desire. So his desire to fulfill those promises is more, it's more than we can even imagine, more than we can fathom as far as in desire from him to fulfill that promise. He, he longs to fulfill that promise more than we want that promise. Yeah, as, I, as a matter of fact, he, he and that's, he, you know, every promise is like a seed. It's like the farmer. Uh, those seeds, that farmer's hoping that that somebody, some soil will take that seed and run with it. But that seed has the fulfillment, has the power for its own fulfillment. Every seed has the power for its own fulfillment. That seed, if you take that seed that God has given and you meditate on it and receive it with thanksgiving, with a humble with a good heart, it will bear fruit. So when you take promises like, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, <laughs> which that was the Acts chapter 2, Peter saying this is that, the promise of the spirit, Jesus promising that the spirit will be in you, shall be in you, shall be uh, with you and shall be in you. Uh, promising that uh, it's better that he goes away if not the spirit won't come the promise of the spirit in Galatians he talks about that um, we are heirs to the, the the promises of Abraham which is the promise of the spirit oh oh look at second Peter chapter 1 verse 4 <laughs> Let's start now. Let's start in Second uh, Peter cha uh, chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as His divine power has given, past tense, given, gift. He didn't say reward. He didn't say earned. As his divine power has given to us all things 
that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue and here's the verse that I want to focus on by which have been given to us and now when he says us that's you that's me he's given unto me exceedingly great and precious promises that through these through what through these precious promises you may be I may be a partaker of the divine nature here's a big key it's through promise it's through promise from the promiser the father is the promiser he promised he's faithful he's true but he's given us promise it's through these promises that we can partake of the divine nature we can partake of the Holy Spirit we can partake of anything that he's promised to us all the promises of God in him are yes and amen so it's through promise that we partake of the Holy Spirit so a promise creates this faith <laughs> a promise creates this anticipation you know what the proper way uh, to receive a promise is a promise is it's to prepare it's to anticipate it's to simply like a child just receive it with meekness receive the promise receive the word um, knowing that it's not by the works of the law like Galatians said he doesn't supply the spirit by the works of the law but by the by the hearing of faith by the hearing of faith faith it's simply trust it's simple trust now what ruins trust it's the works of the law what takes away your faith what takes what complicates our ability to receive from God it's our works it's our sin it's our this or that it's unbelief it's doubt it's because we're focused on our own works we're looking upon our own ability we're looking instead of saying you know what of course I can't keep the law that's why I need the spirit absolutely I can't I can't do anything I can't do anything without your spirit so I need your spirit first so the proper response is we've come just humble taking his promise prayerfully speak it back to God speak it to yourself prepare your heart prepare the way for the Lord uh, make room welcome the answer welcome the answer create the environment for the answer welcome his answer his fulfillment of this promise um, just like the men of faith they would prepare for the promise to be fulfilled they'd build the ark they would um, you know step out in faith across the Jordan they would begin to walk 
and that's how we um, we live in that anticipation of the Holy Ghost so faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God listening to the Word of God just like Peter when he spoke the Word it says as he spoke the Spirit fell now <laughs> It's times when I have meditated on this promise, any specific promise, I've meditated on the promise of the Holy Ghost, um, that I have experienced the Holy Spirit just by meditating, um, thinking about His willingness, meditating on His, on the fact that He wants to give me the Holy Spirit, that this is His promise, not mine, that I can't do anything to earn it, that I need His Spirit to prepare me for more of His Spirit. Um... I depend on the Holy Spirit to um, align me, to prepare me for His His Spirit. So we get that posturing. We make that, we posture ourselves for His Spirit through promises. That through promise, we partake of the divine nature. We partake of the Holy Ghost. We partake of His presence. So, um, meditate on that word. Meditate on the fact that He wants to pour His Spirit out on all flesh. All flesh. Can you imagine what it would take for all flesh if we have all these obstacles that we put to receive the Holy Spirit? Think of every single person that has to put up the same obstacles get over these obstacles to receive the Holy Spirit I mean there is there's only one obstacle it's not hearing the Word of God it's posturing yourself the only obstacle is unbelief the obstacle is uh, even that we can't get rid of unbelief because faith comes by hearing if we just listen incline our ear forsake our own thoughts Listen to the Word of God. Um, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal His willingness to to reveal His His faithfulness to keep a promise, and ask Him to strengthen us to remain steady in believing His promises, to give us the grace. I mean, you can't help but have faith. You can't help. You can't help but believe in a good God, in a generous God. There's no straining. There's no striving to believe. Um, that's why I believe meditating on the character and the nature of God it should be the utmost, um, the, one of the top things that we should seek for in life, to know His, his character because it, it creates a greater trust in Him. And when we have a greater trust in Him, we receive more from Him. There's no hindrance. See, the, the problem is in us, not Him. We have all these limitations. But when you meditate on His goodness and His, his willingness, His faithfulness, His compassion and His mercy, then we are able to receive more from Him. Ooh. Oh. And the desire of the Holy. You think about the person of the Holy Spirit. He longs to be with you. He's a comforter. He is the enabler. He is the spirit of revelation. 
I hope this helps uh, some of you and preparing your heart, preparing your mind, um, building this uh, anticipation, expectation to receive his presence. And, you know, it takes it takes a leap of faith to just take his promise um, and just thank him for that promise and just remain there in a, th- in a, in a state of thanksgiving meditating on why he wants to do why does he want to give you the Holy Spirit why wouldn't he give you all things it says he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things he didn't even spare his own son he did not spare anything to have you there's nothing that he's held back for us there's nothing that he's holding back except our uh, the things that we put limits on him there's absolutely nothing um that he would not give us that he's already not he's already given us he's given us his best he's given us his son you know <laughs> and ephesians talks about the promise of the spirit which is the down payment Beloved, if, if we have the Spirit, if He's given us the Holy Spirit, we have it all. He's the guarantee. He's the assurance of all things. If we have the Holy Spirit, we have everything. We have the best thing. So if, if you have, if, you've, if you can hear from God, if you're experiencing God, you're walking with Him, and there's things that you're asking for that He's not, you've not yet seen, He's giving you his best already. Everything else is just extra. Everything else is is doesn't hold a candle to what he's already given you. He's given us his best. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And he wants to give you more of the Holy Spirit. It's our inheritance. It's it's what he longs to pour out on us. Amen. 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 Uh, but I encourage you to take all the promises of, for the Holy Spirit <laughs> and uh, meditate. You know, let it change your mind. Let it prepare your mind for more of the Holy Ghost. And let those times of refreshing, those waves of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a there's an ebb and flow in the Holy Ghost too, I just want to say. If you experience a little bit of the touch of His presence, sit there. Sit there. Receive. 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 Train your body and your mind to receive. Anticipate that uh, that ability to experience the Holy Spirit. If you've experienced the Holy Spirit before, think about that feeling. Think about all the times you've ever felt the Holy Spirit. Meditate on those. Meditate on those times. Remember how you felt. Remember how, um, how uh, what kind of thinking you had. Uh, meditate on the times you've um, received a touch of the Holy Ghost. Many times, even when you read Psalms, it says, I will meditate on your wondrous works. I will meditate on your majesty. I will meditate on your, on your, on your um, glorious splendor, the majesty of the Lord. I will, I will remember your works. I will remember your power. 
There's a remembering. There's a remembering of his presence. There's a remembering of those times he's touched you that actually prepares you for another one. It's like a it's like a reproduction. It's a preparation. It's a place, it's a watering hole. It's those pillars that he's put in your spirit. It's those places that you can go back to and drink from again. And that's what I do. Those encounters that he's given me, those are just uh, memorials for me in my spirit that I can go back and drink from. I can meditate on those and I can begin to experience this, the grace and the presence that I felt during those experiences. Those are yours. Those are your inheritance. Those are those are specifically made as a, as a door that you can always go back to. So I encourage you, uh, revisit revisiting those old encounters let him take you again let him um, prepare your heart let it increase faith in you for another encounter more uh, experience more of his holy spirit amen and um that pretty much wraps it up for me i'll talk to you guys later